You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined by Corey, the Value Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Guys, we are back after a um, a brief hiatus, and we say that oh, a lot lately. Brief, brief well, is an understatement. Yeah, well, we we had some midterms and then some familial matters, which we won't get into. But um, yeah, we are excited to be back. At least I know I am, and. Um, I think what we're going to do here is we're just going to do a brief overview of the major, a few major events that have happened. <laughs> um, if that's okay with you, Corey, because we're not going to be able to go into in depth into everything. <laughs> so I've kind of compiled a little list here of um, some major events. I'm sure I forgot some and Corey, you can get into it with me, but uh, and then I will just get your opinion. Then I'll say mine. We'll do a little overview. And uh, I'm sure we'll have a little bit of, you know, some current stuff to talk about here. And then we'll just be ready. We'll have everything covered and we'll be back into the regular flow of things for our next episode, which will be in three or four days. So we're going to be right back. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So like, let's not even get into the little catch up here. Let's talk right straight into it. Um, I know for current, you know, guys listening, this is going to be, oh, oh shit, that happened so long ago, but because we haven't been able to talk about it. Uh, Kirby Doc out for the season. It's uh, um, disgusting, but he did today. Uh, he successfully, well, they gave it a success on his knee surgery. So underwent knee surgery, uh, successful. So that's the most yeah. up-to-date Kirby Doc news. Which is great to hear. Um, Corey, I just wanted to get... Can we get a little overview of your initial reaction? Like, did you expect it to be season ending? Or Oh, my God, dude. I was so upset. And it looked it looked like an average hit, you know, just, just into the boards. Welcome. Welcome to the new season. And he's out. He's gone. He's gone. And he played so fucking good in the preseason in the first game and however many minutes into the second one. Uh, he had two points in two games in the regular season. Just gutted. Just fucking gutted, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I know yeah, every, I was everyone was just upset. Like, here we go again. Were you expecting it to be? No. 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 I was like, you know what? You know what? He'll be. He, he just. He just fell a little awkward. It is what it is. Dude, season ending. I'm not I'm not trying to sound like LeBron James here, just capping, mm-hmm. telling lies. But the second I saw him get off the ice, I didn't think it was season ending. But, you know, I don't know. This is kind of my logic, and I feel like it kind of makes – whenever I see a guy get a bad injury, it's always off a nothing play like that. 
because it's like they don't brace themselves for it. Mm-hmm. And I um I actually I turned to my roommate and I was like, no, it's gonna be bad. Like that's an ACL or something. I didn't think it was his ACL MCL. <laughs> okay, that that was overboard. But yeah, I just when it's those little hits like that, <clears throat> to always always be something like that. It's never the big explosive knocked on their ass. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's just it's just a soft, uh, like playing the body type of hit, and they just okay. He's not coming at me like it's like wicked fast. I'm just I'm just gonna absorb the hit, pop off the 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 boards, and continue my shift. You know, and it's all right. See you in 2025. You know, well, 2024, whatever. What's the 24, 25 season? Yeah. So yeah, super unfortunate. Um, I just feel so bad for him. Absolutely terrible. He is and- such a talented fucking player. Well, it's truly the single worst thing that could have happened. Like, that mm-hmm. is the worst thing that could have happened to the Habs season. And I mean that quite literally because, you know, Slaff's just – his play hasn't been the same. It, it, the team's second or maybe arguably first best player isn't there. Mm-hmm. It, it is the worst thing that could have happened. We talked a lot about how Gerby Doc has the highest potential for centers on this team, even more so than Suzuki offensively. That was the worst thing that could have happened. It's just, it's truly heartbreaking. And I feel for Kirby Doc. And it's just uh, like that. That was the worst thing that could have happened this season. Yeah. Um, bar, 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 and <laughs> Slaff getting hurt as well. Like yeah. that. I think what sucks too, Mason, and we're starting to see positive, like we're starting to see some offense from Nick Suzuki. Um, but there was like a reassurance that if things weren't working out, like Kirby Doc has solidified himself as a center. He's not going to be on the wing unless something crazy was to happen. But it, to me, it felt like, okay, if things weren't working out on the first line, the top line, like it wasn't for a little bit, like there was a feeling that, you know, either we could create a line for Caulfield on the second pairing and do like a 1A, 1B style with uh, Doc and Caulfield or, you know, drop Nick to the second and bring up Doc. Like, I just felt like we had so much more room to play around to find Cole Caulfield's uh, offense or vice versa. And See, it, I, actually... I feel so limited. Like, I know we're doing good right now, but I just I felt like that was an important piece that fell out for us. In a weird way, I like I agree with what you're saying, like the premise of what you're trying to say, but I disagree with your reasoning. And that's because like I don't think Caulfield was ever the factor there. But what I really think Kirby Doc's departure is first and foremost, Slaff and Newhook. Newhook being forced to play in center. I think he's capable of it. I don't think he's terrible at it, but I think he was thriving on the wing. And Slaff, like Slaff's, Slaff needs to play with a guy like Kirby Doc. Having Josh Anderson on that line, which I want to talk about later, is the single worst thing that could have happened for Slaff. They do Mm -hmm. not work. They don't work together. 
And no, it's two big ass guys that are. What is a secondary thing? It makes Suzuki the number one target again. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the guy. He's gonna get all the tough matchups, and it's just an this just puts a strain on a lot of the young guys, which then puts those top guys on Caulfield. It really hurts the team. So yeah, Kirby Doc's departure. We don't want to, like I said, we got a lot to cover here. So <laughs> do you have any closing thoughts? It's just brutal got for it. me. Um, happy, happy, successful uh, surgery. I know that. Even if it's for one season, we're going to see a Kirby doc. Uh, we're going to see what he's made of. And I can't wait. Uh, best wishes. Uh, really wish he was here. This has been an interesting team to watch. And I think we would be that much more surprising if he was still with us. No, I agree. Um, now to follow up with some happier Habs news, Josh Waugh. Just run it. one AHL rookie of the month. Oh, sick. Put up 12 points with five goals and seven games played. Um, actually has the highest um points per game in the AHL right now. He's third in league scoring. Uh the two guys ahead of him are both played nine games. Waz only played seven. So could very well be leading the AHL in scoring here. Hmm. What and, a you what know, a fantastic thing to look forward to. Well, we, we are big Josh Waugh supporters mm. um, on this podcast. and he's I thought some his- shit was going to happen when Kirby Doc went down. I said, well, everybody was praising uh, Josh Waugh. I mean, when he first started the season, he had already like four, four or so points in two games or something like that. Like just an unreal opening game uh, for mm-hmm. the season. Mm. Well, yeah, and you've got – this is his first pro season too. So to get these results are, is just. Yeah. He's just, it, he's, con- it's everything's connecting for him. He's having a lot of fun and he is fucking producing <laughs> like a machine. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, excited to see that. I, I've seen some um, talk of, we should get wall up. I love wall where he is. I hope yeah, yeah. he's there for most of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a shot up here, but I don't think it's his time. I hope here. It, I hope it's in 2024, though. Let him cook. Let, let him cook. What sure. I would love to see is slap down there with him. Let them tear up the AHL together. It, it's not going to happen. Slap's never going to taste the AHL. Just it's a bit unfortunate. Why? It's so it's ridiculous, and I don't even want to get into that tirade yet because <laughs> I, I feel it coming, but... Yeah, really happy for Joshua. Seen a lot of the Laval team actually in in the youth succeeding. Laval has um been playing pretty decently. I don't know what their um win-loss record is, but offensively the team's done very well. Joel Armia was lighting it up with like four goals and five points in four games. Sean Farrell's done well, five points and seven. Um, I've seen Logan Mayu actually, you know, potting two goals, playing decently well. Trudeau looks good down there. Like the youth movement is taking over the AHL, and it's really nice to see. Absolutely. Uh, you know, <laughs> it was bittersweet to see uh Yoel Amia go down, but for him to like immediately see success, and every everyone was just like, he's he's way better than the AHL. And it just you just like go to bite your tongue because you're like, fuck, dude, like, why can't he find it? 
at this level again, you know, more than just the little spurts we've seen. Um, but I'm happy that he did good down there. Obviously, he got called up um, and was very impactful What his first game back uh, to the point where in the overtime, everybody was like, hey, throw him in. Uh, he's great on breakaways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, I'm looking really hard. I'm trying to get this uh, where where they're at in their season as far as uh, oh, that's okay. It, it, it doesn't really doesn't really matter. Um, but because at the end of the day, the wins don't matter down there. It's the individual. It's the experience performances of the youth, right? Um. So they're looking good. Um, moving past that, on the NHL side, when we're talking about young guys, other than Slav, um, Caden Gooley, um, injured for a few day games, has looked very, very good though. Especially his last few games back, he's very like mm-hmm. really impressed me. Not only with his defensive game, but also his breakout ability and the offensive, um kind of aspects he seems to have added over the offseason really rushing into the play we saw against the jets he had two assists um even last game against the vegas golden knights there was a goal where it was suzuki's goal actually i think i think it was suzuki's goal king Gooley was right in the play there was another play where king Gooley, i think it was in overtime king Gooley, yeah king Gooley rushed all the way down broke into the zone got the two-on-one chance like he's been playing out of his fucking mind uh, for the Habs, so I just, what are your thoughts on that, buddy? Like, he's just been great. I think he's been our best defenseman with Mike Matheson looking like he's playing hurt. Gooley's really stepped up, right? Yeah, Mike Matheson has showed flashes, but definitely something's off. Uh, for Gooley to be injured and then come back, uh, and then just come back with this tenacity has been so fucking enjoyable. It feels like, uh, this feels like a new. Uh, Caden Gooley. I know it's it's uh it's a short short taste, uh, but he just came back so hungry, like like a just another step in his game has been activated and it has been really fun. Um, I don't know, just his offensive awareness out there has been great. Like, maybe not offensive, but he's his just mind for the game, his vision, uh. He's been excelling, and he's been just full throttle since coming back. Yeah, like I've, I've watched. I think yeah, I've watched every game, Habs game this season, um, outside of like one that I like half watched on my phone mm-hmm. at um when I was at work. So like at the nursing station while <laughs> when there were call bells going off, I was like watching, um, but. I would honestly say Caden Gooley's been our best defenseman, like bar none. Um, and another young guy playing out of his mind since his call up from the AHL, uh, just or not was he sent? No, was he our seventh? Yes, he was yeah, our seventh. Yeah, he he had been scratched. Sorry. Being stupid here. Um, he was our seventh defenseman since um losing David Savard uh to a broken hand on a sequence that I'd love to talk about. It was awesome, but we don't have time for it today. Um, so unfortunately we lost him, but Justin Barron making the most of his opportunity there, but with, I think three back-to-back goals. And then the third night, uh, first off yeah, back-to-back goals. goals now. First, first goal of each night. Um, 
of those two games. So set the tone early and, for the and team. Nice goals too. Nasty like, really goals. Nice goals. Like, like not, not like a, like a one, sh- like a one timer. Like, like I believe his first one, he had a, a good couple of seconds with the puck and just found his target and took it. Like it wasn't just, he caught him off guard. He chose where he wanted to put that fucking puck. And he put it past him. And uh playing and playing out of his mind defensively too. He's actually been he's been playing so well offensively. I picked him up in a complete 180 uh from how he looked in the preseason. Yeah, I, I genuinely picked him up in fantasy because he's played so well. Um and really flashing that ability that made him a first overall pick by the Colorado mm-hmm. Avalanche. Only three years ago, right? Like people forget yes. that because, but I think you know, young defenseman, twenty-one, good skater, decent size, six foot two. Like I think Justin Barron's really coming into his own. And if I'm Jordan Harris and Arbor Jack guy, I am sweating over the fact that he's already jumped me in the lineup playing with Gooley, and they look good together. Mm-hmm. Because when David Savard comes back. Like it or not, that's that's we're a having job. a tough yeah we're having a tough decision because David Savard's not sitting. You know? And I would really, I would really start to question if I'm Jack Eye, my position on the second power play, which I honestly think Jack Eye has been okay. Our power play is 14th in the league right now. It's, it's weird. Been, it's still been they're bad. They're bad, and then they they get it, and you're like. Okay, that's awesome, but we still need to move on past this system. Yeah, and then like I'm not one at a time, it, one at a time. It's, you know? It shouldn't be working, but it is. It is. I, what I will say <laughs> is that Baron, or not Baron, Jack guy does okay. I don't think it's really the defenseman's issue. I think it has a lot to do with, you know, I think it's the scheme. I think, more I think Jack guy's been okay, but I am really gonna start questioning if I am him and if as a fan, like. You know, Gooley, for some reason, they have a, they don't want to put Gooley, but if Baron keeps scoring, they're going to have to. Because he's gotten looks before. I would really start to question my role on that second power play. Mike Matheson, you're fine. <laughs> but Jack, I like, look out, right? Look out. And right. That's good. We talked about this a lot over the offseason. And in the past, we want our young guys to have pressure on them. Like, this is a good thing. So, Really excited for uh, Barron to be succeeding the way he is. He has been. Absolutely. And he got to play. Um, he played with his brother, uh, correct, in uh, the Winnipeg Against game. his brother. And he scored. And scored. scored uh, I believe our first goal of the night. Um, he's been a treat to watch. Um, I love, I love the battle that's going on with our young defensive core. Um it's literally just like Darwinism right now. Um, and somebody's gonna have to take a fucking back seat. So um with him just boosting himself up, um, I hope this kid explodes. Cause I, I we need we need one of them other than Ghoulie to just really set the tone. Um I like what you were saying, you know, about uh potentially utilizing him on the on the on the second uh power play. Um it's kind of how you want to see Slav kind of get an opportunity uh, on the one, um, you know, just to give him some time. It's the power play kind of sucks. Let it happen. Uh, 
I don't know. How you feel about the power play? Last topic on it real quick. Um, I feel like it's been super fucking messy. We know it doesn't work. It's just working right now. But do you do you agree that the success of it is just because we've been finding dirty ways to get it in? Like it's not it's not it, always it, like the prettiest let's, power let's play. Speed here. The Habs are winning once again due to their goaltending. They have two of the best goalies in the league statistically right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake Allen is first in uh, goal saved above. Sam Montembeau is eighth. Mm. Okay. Jake Allen is also, I believe, fifth in save percentage. Jake Allen's rocking a 930 save percentage right now. 934 or something. I'll get the A. Like, it's not... This isn't a good outlook for the Habs. I don't even think their five-on-five play has been that great. There are individual players who I think have played amazingly. Well, but yeah, the Jake, Allen's, Jake Allen's rocking a 930 save percentage. In three games, he's made 146 saves. Hmm. 146. That is ridiculous. <laughs> That's 48 saves a game. And sorry, all right, sorry, that's in four games. My bad, my bad. That's still 37 saves a game. Is Jake Allen's average. That's wild. That's nuts. You can't, that's not sustainable, right? <laughs> and for a team, like this is why the Habs had worse odds at Bedard last year. You don't want that happening again. Um, so no, I like as much as I think there has been encouraging play from players and Caulfield and Suzuki have both put up points. I wouldn't say it's inspiring, Corey, to be honest. I would say Caulfield and Suzuki together, they work in spite of each other. They're both phenomenally talented. And in flashes, they do show chemistry off the ice. They do, they're great buddies, but on the ice, they just like combatant players. Like it's, it's not even that it's, I, I think they need a third player to make them work. And the Habs don't have that right now. Yeah. They and need like I, some type I, of binding agent to, well, they to have those played, two. They, the Habs have actually played decent five on five hockey. In quite a few games, like we dominated the Vegas Golden Knights for two periods. Mm-hmm. They got, I think it was, they got two shots after the first period or something for like until like um, the very end of the game. It was the first period was 12 shots on goal for Vegas. The second was two. The third was five. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. Like they, those five shots came near the very end. Mm-hmm. It was nuts, but the play of Suzuki and Caulfield was not what I noticed in that Vegas game. They got the big goal from Suzuki to tie things up there, but it wasn't. They they disappear together, and it's or they spend time in their zone. Mm-hmm. Um. Slaff and Newhook together has not impressed me with the addition of Anderson ruins that line. Yeah. Our best line has been Sean Monaghan, Pearson and Gallagher. They've all played great. Monaghan has been our, I would argue that Monaghan has been our best forward. He's been fun. Actually, I would put, I would (laughs) would die on that fence. 
the way um, he's been slowing it down right in front of the crease has been very, very entertaining. Well, Monahan has eight points in nine games, five goals. He's played very, very, very well for us. Um, I yeah, I just I can't tell you that I've been inspired by their play. I've been inspired by individual performances from Caulfield and Suzuki, respectively. They've both had good games. They both had good moments. Um, but five on five, I'm not. I can't. I can't support them too for too much longer. And I think the the, the issue is when you lose Doc, um, and you don't have a lot of talent. You want to play your two best forwards together, but I don't know. I don't really see the solution here. Getting Dvorak back, I think, will help. Um, moved Newhook to the wing. Maybe move Monaghan up a line. But the Habs need to fix a lot of things before they can be happy with their play because you don't want this team winning games due to goaltending. Again, mm-hmm. two years in a row. It can't happen. Well, they they've been shooting. Can't miss out on know, adding elite talent because un- we have two elite goalies. Unfortunately, the goaltending has been fantastic. Now, I'm not going to be upset that we're winning. Uh, statistically, it's not going to help us uh, gain, uh, you know, breakthrough players. But I root, I root for the team to win every night I watch. Yeah, I know not it's not the, the best possible outcome for us right now. Um. But if we don't draft better, I can't say anything. Uh, goaltending saving us because this team, uh, they're fucking second in the league, should still be first in the league uh, as far as penalty minutes per game. Uh, we're sitting at 16.6. Uh, they play so undisciplined at times um, that we play – we almost play better when we're down a man right now, it seems. And I know they've been scoring a lot against us. I think they've got, um, I think, 11 goals against um, for the penalty kill. But it just seems like when we're – like when the team is like, fuck, we really got to kill this, we end up fucking killing it, and we just can't do anything else outside of that. And then we get a, a really good fucking flash – um, a, a little like some good some good movement and then the goalie save us but uh as far as anything the team is very undisciplined with their penalties and it's costing us um but right now we're just having these miracle moments and the team some of the guys on the team are clicking and it's i mean fuck dude how many games have been overtime games this year it's to the point to where i'm like look we made it to overtime we get in the fucking point and then we're ending up turning around and just getting the win. Yeah, I guess. I just, I don't even, I don't really know where I'm going with my thought there. I just kind of think that the Habs need, like something needs to be, something needs to give <laughs> and something's going to give. And I, I can't see the wins continuing to come, especially like you said, they've been undisciplined now. Five of our games if you're wrong, I, I do I do actually believe that the refs have been like really hard on the Habs. They do like lead the league in penalty minutes. The officiating's been predictably Brutal. terrible. Like it, I swear it gets worse every year. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know where I'm going with that, but you're good. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not confident in Habs' ability to win. Five, five of our games have been overtime games. Our last three games have been overtime games. Uh it's fucking crazy. <laughs> well, um, uh, go ahead. No, by all means, I think we probably reached. I was just gonna say we probably reached the halfway mark here. Yeah. Yeah, we've reached a halfway mark, and uh, before we get any further, uh, we have a word from our sponsors, DraftKings. Uh, The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. Uh, Let's take a look, Mason. We got your team playing the Chiefs this week. Uh, The... The money line has the Chiefs at minus 125, Dolphins plus 105. Uh, let's check out the Ravens are playing the Seahawks. Uh, Ravens are minus 265, Seahawks are plus 215. Um, I think the Seahawks barely won last week, and the Chiefs got shitted on. I think they only scored nine goal, uh, nine points uh, last game. Uh, hopefully Miami can... Do a little something. I know they the loss of the Eagles uh, a couple of weeks back. I'd like to see Miami continue their onslaught. Love to see uh, Kansas City lose another game. And I'd like to see the Ravens really show that they can beat a, a very good team right now with the Seahawks. Um, anyway, uh, DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. It's now November. Uh, Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.gambler.com. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensed partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, what's up? 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 160 hours after insurance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football's terms for eligibility and deposit restriction terms and responsible gambling resources. Fuck. All right, Mason, we also have an ad for our buddies over at Raycon. Uh, it may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, which fucking unfortunately isn't true, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before. Uh, the ones that they were uh, generous enough to give to us was the Everyday Earbuds. They're fantastic. I use them at work every fucking day uh raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like the everyday earbuds like the ones i talk about all the time 
known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all day wear and lasting com- com- comfort. Uh, and this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech. Uh, their five-star reviewed Magic 1 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type C devices eight times faster with a hundred watt power delivery. Gotta get that. Fuck. Uh, their faucet filter ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is is you is you now actually clean. You know now actually clean. Jesus. Uh, Raycon is known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have ranked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in on the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on the Raycon early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. Fuck, that's awesome. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. I have been listening to Pain of Truth. Pain of Truth is coming to Houston. I'd love to see them. Uh, Probably won't. Fucking paying the truth, new albums, unreal. Mason, you've been listening to anything? Quick shout out for your playlist. Uh, put me <laughs> on the spot here. Uh, if Morgan Wallen for the thirtieth time, I have been listening to a lot of Morgan Wallen. We'll say, uh, I've been listening to Dylan Gossett. Okay, uh, Dylan Goss despair and pain of truth. Hmm. Excuse me, I had such bad cotton mouth. That was two very long ad reads back to back. But thank you all so much. Uh Mason, where do you want to take this, brother? Got one more one more topic, two more topics. What you thinking? Um, I thought we would talk maybe a little bit about the uh, upcoming Arizona Coyotes game, which will Oh, I would love that. And then we can, you know, yeah. Cover that a bit. Sounds good to me, brother. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Um, geez. Well, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it is Wednesday. I know that much. Uh, I think Arizona is playing tonight, so they're going to be on a back to back, uh, dealing with us, which is, uh, go obviously one of two ways. Uh, Logan Cooley has looked very good. Um, he seems like he's having a lot of fun. Definitely someone I've, uh, I think Logan Cooley is, part of what's making this um slaff season <laughs> so Buffer. hard to bear yeah because he's just killing it mm-hmm. and i don't know if you got to to catch him on spitting chicklets but he's got the love of the game like kind of like cole caulfield does like that just happy go lucky type of guy he's just sounded like he was just enjoying fucking life and yeah. you could see it when he plays. He's just I don't I don't know if this is above his capabilities, but he's got it right now. 
He's fucking got it. Uh, they're winning three two right now against Anaheim on uh, the at more or less the start of the third right now. So, um, um, oh, fuck, it's a tough it's a tough day for Arizona. So, if they get the win tonight, I don't know if they'll get it tomorrow. I think it's gonna be a tough one. <laughs> I think it's gonna be an interesting game. Um. I think Arizona's actually been playing some pretty inspired hockey mm-hmm. um, recently. Um, just with like their youth kind of really taking over. Um, I think they're winning against. The, I mean, everyone's winning against the Ducks, but like it's kind of been fully by the Ducks the, last weekend. I mean, not last weekend. The let like the last couple games for the Ducks, they they've turned it around. I mean, I have I picked up Frank Vetrano in fantasy. Yeah, that's been he's, he's eighth <laughs> in our league. Wow, he's eighth in our league. Um, Jeez. but like I just mean like the whole you knew Vegmalka was gonna start off hot, mm-hmm. um, which he has like riding a nine two six two point five one goals against. But Connor Ingram really showing why they picked him up a couple seasons ago too. He was a promising mm-hmm. guy, rocking a nine fourteen. Um, Clayton Keller. Picked it right up where he was. Nick Schmaltz, a guy that I've you know personally really loved for the last few years. He's when he's healthy, he's been dominant. And Sean Jersey, Jersey's got six points, dynamite too. Uh, and, and then, then you you add Logan Cooley to that mix of guys, and Michelli's played good. I was going to say you can't you can't leave out Michelli, who's on his second his second season. He's already got five five assists. He's got a fucking point in every every game of the last five games. Jesus Christ. No, He's they, on they, one right now. Good. And like you said, they're a young team. They've played really good. And, you know, I think it's going to be a really interesting game against the Habs. I really do. Um, I think two teams that kind of play a similar run-and-gun style. And, yeah, I'm excited to watch it happen. I'm Hopefully, if Cooley scores, I think that really rubs salt in the wound, though. And, you know that you know Slav scored against um, the Coyotes last year. His first NHL was it that was his first NHL goal. The one where yeah, he screamed in your boy's goal. face. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited to kind of watch that, and I'm sure Slav's gonna have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I'm sure he notices that Logan Cooley's playing very, very well, and people are questioning it. People right? are talking so, up, talking him up. Hopefully this lights a fire under his belly and we see um some great play from Slav there. But other than that, I don't have uh too much I really want to dive too deep in today. Do you? No, I think that's okay. Uh I hate that we had to rush uh the first month, but it is what it is. Um uh, despite the team just I don't know, uh winning. Winning uh when we don't expect them to. Uh it's been it's been fun. I've been able to watch just about every fucking game. Um I'm very impressed with New Hook. Uh I don't know, man. Um I'm just really happy to be able to watch games. Absolutely. Wherever wherever we're at. But yes, uh tomorrow's game is gonna be very exciting. My first chance to really watch Logan Cooley. Hopefully that puts a fire on the Slavkovsky's ass. Which who I don't honestly think has been playing too bad, but um 
you can't just hammer them next to players that don't work with them, I guess. Or we need a balls yes. up and just send them to the AHL and let them just get top line minutes. Oh, exactly. Well, hopefully he has a good game tomorrow. We'll be tuning in and be excited to talk about it on the next episode and hopefully have some, you know, talk about some, some slap goals or something. That'd be great. Um, But without further ado, uh, thank you guys once again for, um, you know, the patience coming back, listening to this episode of Habs Nightly. We are going to be back on a regular schedule here soon. So excited to kind of dive into the season, you know, only nine games. So not much to go on, but we can really start making some assumptions, see how players are doing in the coming weeks. It's going to be exciting. So thank you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you all. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.